Gearcast Podcast Emporium. Horses are definitely demons. Welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe and talk about the characters we all know and love and have forgotten as well. With me today is my second favorite mayonnaise boy, Caleb! (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine, you know what? Like, I love second place. Second place is a great place to be. Yeah, you don't have too much expectations put on you, but like, you're still good. You get to, like, chill out underneath kind of, like, the radar. It's totally cool. I think we're good. I'm fine with that. Well, uh, we're going to be talking about death. And by death, I mean, uh, the lady death that Thanos and uh, Deadpool wants to bone. Yeah, really weird love triangle there. I like that love triangle, though. Like, in a a way. Okay, so. uh, Death is the incarnation of death like she's just a universal constant mm-hmm. and she does death things like i don't know how else to say it like if you know what the concept of the grim reaper is like mm-hmm. like it's her but the grim reaper's boss right like, but like supposed to be like sexy somehow yeah, like sexy well this okay this one doesn't have like the weird like bone boobs but I mean they'd have to be boobs they'd have to be boobs on top of her skeleton the work it, it's there's some really weird drawings of death let's just say that of this incarnation of death but you know it's still feminine in a way but mm-hmm. like not in like but not in that like cool Neil Gaiman way <laughs> so like you can kind of tell that it's supposed to be feminine yeah, for sure. There, there are no. There are definitely like there's femin- something there. There's femininity to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I don't know. See, like the thing is, I don't know how there's femininity to it, but like that just means the artist is good. I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so how are we going to talk about death? I mean, I guess death is death is like most female characters in fiction. Uh, defined by her relationship with male characters in the Marvel Universe, I would say. So, I think it's impossible to talk about death without talking about Thanos, and that it's interesting because they introduced Thanos in the Marvel Universe, the cinematic universe, by making like a weird reference to death. Because the line that Joss Whedon wrote for that scene in the first Avengers movies was like to like to like come at the earth is to court death and then like Thanos smiles and so I'm like there is no way you're going to cinematically show this aspect of this character that he's trying to murder the universe to impress a girl you know what I think which by the way that's the entire uh infinity gauntlet run exactly no it's just like but I I really like you uh, and I'm gonna just try to impress you. Okay, I got this all-powerful glove. I killed half the universe. Do you like, like me now? And she still doesn't. She's like, mm, not impressed. 
And he's like, but what if I go do donuts in my Chevy Impala out in the parking lot? And she's like, I don't know, man. Like, that, I'm not wait, sure about that. that. that, that wait, sorry. There's a, uh, there's that one, uh, Shania Twain song, like a parody of it that you could do with death as people try to court her. That, like, yeah. you killed half the universe? That don't impress me much. <laughs> that don't impress me much. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, so, yeah, death. Death takes many forms, one of them being Shania Twain, which I think yes. is totally fine. I'm fine um, with that. Uh, I, mean, I hope she shows up in that weird, like, kind of post-apocalyptic cheetah print thing she wore with the hood, but, like, with the midriff and everything. yeah death is just a it's a weird idea and it's i like it in a way though Mm -hmm. because like all the other universal constants have like a physical form like the universe itself has a physical form it's funny because when i grew up i had like i developed like this false dichotomy between the big two comic book companies and that um DC was about telling, like, these bigger, grander, like, cosmic narratives, and that Marvel was more grounded. And I think that's accurate in terms of, like, the most popular Marvel characters are more grounded. But Death is very much a representation of, like, the weird, (laughs) like, cosmic-y and also, like, metaphysical, spiritual aspect of the Marvel Universe. And that, like... It's weird. If you think about it, though, that's pretty much all Cosmic Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not as popular, but they get into very deep and weird ruts where, like, they're pretty much doing metaphysical storylines with mm-hmm. these kind... Honestly, a lot of dopey superheroes that don't get popular for a reason. Unless a major movie is released on them, such as Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> which i'm glad honestly i'm kind of glad because groot was like one of my f- more favorite characters for a really long time and i'm glad mm-hmm. that because i love me a plant person and groot is like one of the sweetest plant people so and then the, the whole death thing of like she came back because of she kind of came back into favor because danny way decided to use her in his deadpool series to like suggest that Deadpool was also crushing on her, which which um I'll admit this way Deadpool is kind of crappy compared to well actually no it's incrip- incredibly crappy compared to um Jerry Duggan Deadpool uh, oh that came after it yeah no it's it's incredibly crappy but i do think one of my more favorite uh wade deadpool runs was mm-hmm. whenever he was trying to be a pirate and they had this whole issue where he was trying to uh, deadpool was just kind of tired and he mm-hmm. was and he was just like okay i'm just going like there's just uh i think it was basically half an issue of him trying to do the most dangerous thing possible so he can possibly get killed mm. and one of those things was he he basically like cut his arms open and everything it above shark infested water and only went in with like a flintlock pistol like he so, got out of it <laughs> so did they do a better job of like actually tapping into the pathos of the character uh that actually did a pretty good job because like 
I'm gonna okay. I'm, I'm unfortunately we can, I'm gonna have to switch over talking about Deadpool because no, that's totally fine because you're not gonna get an opportunity to. Yeah, so. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to because like Deadpool's a '90s character. Yeah, uh, like literally, like '90. <laughs> so, so Deadpool, uh, his okay. So the thing I like about Deadpool that I think Jerry Duggan is doing really well with right now is he does a thing that Spider-Man does, but on a way more extreme level where he's really a really sad dude and secretly kind of wants to kill himself. But the thing is, is like, he doesn't really, he can't because he has a really awesome uh, healing factor. Yeah. Way. I don't think does a a good job of balancing those two things. I think Danny way was the first person to do the, like, the meme poll, I think, what some people that will say. That, too, and also the different word balloons for, like, the different voices. I've really hated I that think. so much. Um, I- And that kind of became a trope of the character, even to where, like, that was kind of like, that's this is the version of Deadpool that they made a video game of, right? Like, this is... Yes, I, I did like that video game. Like, the death, the death level of it, the death level of it, you're basically following death and doing a, uh, a game show thing. Like while you're floating on a river of love, it's like I do like the I do like the Deadpool game. It's like a it's a kind of a mediocre like hack and slash, but it's like the humor in it's like pretty decent, and I like the de- really deep cuts they pull. Fortunately, I love mediocre hack and slashes. So no, I do too. I, you should get it. Like it's I think to it's show on your brain Steam off and, and just like mash buttons and destroy legions of things sometimes in a video game. It's totally cool. You get to play as um you get to play as Deadpool. Well, of course, but um one of the weapons he gets is he has size and uh size and katanas, which you know, makes sense. It's tons of guns. But you also could play with him with two sledgehammers. And that was my favorite. <laughs> do yeah that was one of the things that i was really pleasantly surprised about with the first deadpool movie was that it actually did a good job of like representing the like pathos and tragedy of this character yeah it is like a it is like a tragic character and it is like the idea behind the character isn't that like he's goofy and ridiculous all the time the idea is that like he's goofy because he's hiding behind the goofiness like help him with this like super awful existence existence that he has yeah he has okay he like because he is kind of a tragic figure once you break it down like he is this like the only reason why he is like broken mentally is because he has multiple brain tumors and tons and tons of like he's he's riddled with tumors basically and the and his healing factor all it does is stave it off. Like, his tumors doesn't get worse, because all it is is keeping the tumors to the same size. So, like, he's a really tragic character. And on top of that, like, almost everyone he loves pretty much dies in some tragic way. His Okay, uh, in 2015, he had, I think, first off, Jerry Duggan is, is a legend. He is so good at writing. Uh, I love, love Duggan. Uh, and he um, he had I think it was a, I think it was called the Good, Bad, and Ugly or something like that. It was basically a storyline where uh, Department H, which is a 
offshoot of Weapon X was using North Korea, North Korean citizens and everything, to create new mutants and everything based off of the original mutants. And it was like actually one of the more sad and like like poignant stories in two thousand the two thousand fifteen. And it came out of a Deadpool comic mm-hmm. and stuff. And also, uh, he has a really strong arc now where he is, he's married to the queen of monsters. <laughs> yeah. He's married to the queen of monsters. And they also talk about like marital problems and stuff like that. And I think a very like realistic way. Right. <laughs> also, uh, the way they started out that arc is, uh, the queen of monsters fell in love with Deadpool. But she was betrothed to Dracula, who was hmm. sick at the time. So he uploaded his consciousness into an old Spider Slayer bot and went after <laughs> Deadpool, which is like the most comic book thing you could say. It's wacky, it's wacky. Dra- yeah, and but like they've been married, I think, for about two years now, and like they've been kind of talking. Like it's it's really interesting. I like Deadpool. Deadpool is one of those things, too. Uh, some friends of mine actually recently were just talking about, like, every now and then you hear concepts of things, and it's really easy to dismiss them out of hand. So, like, it would be really easy for me to dismiss what you just described to me out of hand and be like, that sounds dumb. But it is worth reading because some friends of mine were just, there was a book we used, when it happened, my friends and I made fun of Frankencastle, the, like, Frankenstein Punisher run so much just because the idea of it. And then one of my friends recently, like, just bought the run and read it, and he was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> like, he's like, it's well, pretty fun. That's <laughs> the thing, that's the thing I think, I think the number one thing I like about comic books is, like, their ability to be, like, legit good, like, stories with a dumbest wackiest things because mm-hmm. i'm gonna admit here and i'm pretty sure almost everyone listening probably understand this but most comic books on face value pretty pretty dumb like they're pretty <laughs> dumb but like but the thing is it's like i love the interconnectivity of everything well at least the interconnectivity of marvel because uh dc is apparently uh, allergic to that somehow <laughs> uh so but I like the inter, I like the, the intercontinuity, like the continuity of all the characters and how everything fits together and how like characters, how you can recognize characters in their stories mm-hmm. just by like what they would go through and everything and it's how, fun. and how good writers can actually make like a legit good story out of like a person who dresses up in uh, a bright white clo- uh, uh, cloak and beats up people in the middle of the night. Like, Moon Knight on face value should just be a really dumb Batman, but it's really awesome. I mean, <laughs> sometimes he's a really dumb Batman, though. I think sometimes that's totally fair. Sometimes he is, but right now he's not. Right now he's a really well-written and well-drawn Batman who does way better <laughs> and actually doesn't, uh, doesn't suck most of the time. <laughs> I guess plugs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have nothing. Oh, I guess I have one thing to plug. Um... Which is that uh, I, with uh, some friends of mine, do a weekly uh, weekly recap of the show Riverdale. Um, And for a while, I was like, oh, this will be a fun thing to do for like 10 to 13 weeks. And then the show got renewed for a second season. So I'm going to keep doing this as long as they keep having like a show. So, Well, um, I mean, you need to talk about that stupid, sexy Archie. (laughs) Hey, he is... Stupid Um, sexy. (laughs) 
we do refer to him on our show regularly as the ginger Jesus. So I, I am. Yeah. But here's the thing about Riverdale. Like Archie's obvious, like all good teen dramas. Um, they do really, a really good job of fulfilling the trope of the main character is the least interesting part of the show. Like no one watched Dawson's Creek for Dawson. Right. So like, yeah, it's all about Jughead. It's all about Betty and Veronica on Riverdale. So, but yeah, that's what I do. So you should look up either Rivertel or Hideous Energy, which is the podcast that's a part of if you're interested in that. We have a, we have fun. Uh, and we are also, and a friend of mine is just absolutely certain that Miss Grundy is responsible for all of the evil in the world. And he will not back away from his theory of that. So. Well, uh, this is Jesse. I have a podcast called Turn to Page where you can find uh, Caleb on occasionally. By occasionally, I mean like twice so yeah. far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can, uh, that's a Choose Your Own Adventure Book podcast where I read Choose Your Own Adventure Book with a couple friends and we adventure in junk. And also, I have a podcast called. Random Sampling, where me and Carrie Nelson, my lovely podcast cohort, talks about random stuff that pops up on wikis, and it's very satisfying to listen to, and please listen to it. Please. I put the most work into that one, and it has the least <laughs> amount of listeners. <laughs> please listen to it. That's the way it always goes, man. The thing, yeah. the thing that you love and that you work on the most, that's the thing that other people don't care about. Like, that's 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 how it is in like teaching like the day in class that i'm always most excited about my students are just like this reading was stupid and i'm like but no so it happens that happens in all it happens in any kind of like artistic slash creative slash passionate endeavors well you should listen to it please because like i really (laughs) love that show (laughs) <laughs> so uh, i'm trying to tell you that it's okay if you love it and put work into it but nobody listens to it it's okay um no no it isn't okay. I, re- I release you jesse it's okay <laughs> you're, you're all right well i uh also would like some support like by like uh being reviewed re- reviewed subscribed and all that junk that other podcasts tell you to do Please, um, please evaluate Jesse. Yes, must... I have two people who like me, and that's the only two people I know who like me. So, <laughs> more of you tell me you like me, <laughs> please. You're a little too thirsty here, man. I don't know oh, what dude, to do about this is, it. This is oh, I am I am on a half dose of my medicine that gets me just above drowning. So I'm I'm in a real great place. It's mm, perfect podcasting. <laughs> to, uh, you can also plug, support- this plug segment took a weird turn that I was not prepared for. <laughs> yeah. You can also uh, support me with cold hard cash by buying a T-shirt uh, from Redbubble, Ooh. or buying my love through Patreon. Where you can give me a monthly donation of like a dollar. I was gonna say, what tier is the love tier? Uh, like one dollar. Honestly, okay. at this point, good. Yeah, this is my... Well, if you really love me, you'd give me $100. But, you know, if you just love me a little bit and just, you know, want me to come around maybe on Easter or something like All that. Right. Thirsty and a gold digger. So, <laughs> yeah. I, the picture is becoming clearer as we continue. <laughs> yes. 
Um, you could uh, the links to those will be in the description and also on the Facebook page. Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey. Look that up. It's the only thing that has that name. So look it up. I made sure of it. <laughs> yeah. No, specifically, I made sure of it. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Alpha Flight Pod at Alpha Flight Pod on Twitter. Um, the music is done by Tor- Turner. Has three names. Um, Turner. <laughs> Dow. Dow. Mm. I'm, I I will I will look up Turner's full name for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Turner Jeffrey Dowen. Okay. Yeah, that name. I'll I'll get it eventually. Uh, and the TJD, TJD, and uh, the artwork is done by Ryan Healy. Uh, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchie protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.